What in the world is up with the Wars? After a month without a win, we look at where the Warriors are going wrong and if they can turn things around. For that and everything else worth talking about, find and follow Newsable wherever you listen to podcasts. Stuff Podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Wright and welcome to The Long Read from Stuff. This week's story is called Lucky Man. It's by Stuff podcast director Adam Dudding, who joins me now. Hello, Adam. Hello, Michael. So who is this lucky man? Uh, Gary McCormick is the lucky man. Um, Yeah, so this is a... Nothing to do with podcasts, really, except for the fact that I'm about to read it for a podcast. This is a print piece that... uh, is running in your weekend, so a print product and online on stuff. Um, and I just went and spent a morning with Gary McCormick um, on the occasion of him departing his long-standing 18-year gig at More FM as a, a breakfast radio dude. So something of an enigma in that sense. I mean, I'm in Christchurch, and he he is in Christchurch too, Gary McCormick, and he is cast around the city on billboards as the grumpy old man of breakfast radio surrounded by millennials and Gen Zers and just generally being a fish out of water. So he's lasted a long time in this business. Um, how, did, how did you find him in that sense? Well, I'm a Gen Xer, so maybe he's less grumpy with Gen Xers, but he, he wasn't grumpy with me. He was... Um he was thoroughly charming. Look, he's, he's built a career on being thoroughly charming and uh, being able to talk uh, at length about things of import and things that aren't very important. Um, you know, breakfast radio is always a, a, a mix of both of those things. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I went down there, got up a little bit early and listened to a little bit of the show in the morning and then went into the studio itself, sat in there for an hour to sort of see, you know, where the magic happens and how it all works. And then around about 10 o'clock, um, Mr. McCormick wrapped up his shift. The show actually finishes about 10.30, but due to the, the magic of pre-records, um, the team actually stopped being there before their voices. But anyway, that's um, maybe I've, I've revealed too much. Lifted the curtain on how breakfast radio works. Anyway, he um, routinely goes and has a glass of sav and a plate of salmon at the cafe just around the corner from MediaWorks and I met him there and uh, we chatted and then um, we headed off to his uh, standard next spot later in the morning, um, a pub in Littleton where he, where he lives and um, yeah, we just, just natted and talked about his long and illustrious career and all sorts of things and the time Neil Finn wrote a song about him um, and yeah, and this this is the, the piece that rose from it. Is he content, do you think? I mean, he's had a long career. Lots of people know him. He's been on TV, radio, performing for decades. It's just breakfast radio has been his last thing. And he's done it a while. Is, is he content with his lot, do you think, you know, in his, in his 70s now? I reckon so. He's 71. Um, he's, you know, th- this change of job, he's moving to Today FM for a Friday night show, which is a couple of hours as compared to this, you know, what is it, 5.30 to 10.30 shift. Um Five days a week plus a uh, a Sunday show, so it's a it's a big drop in numbers of hours. Uh, but no, he was pretty bullish about how it's um, that it's a move that he's keen on and that it's going to be interesting and he's going to get a chance to talk to people at, at, at greater length. But the thing about um, Gary McCormick is he's, he's had very many seasons, very many chapters. You know, he's been a um, mm. he was well, when he was about eighteen, he was a, a, a 
a local councillor. Um, he was a touring poet with Sam Hunt for a long time, published a bunch of poetry books. Um, he was a bit of a TV guy, a bit of a radio guy, public debater, almost a stand-up comedian almost as, there was a, as, his, um, as his poems got funnier. So he's had many mixed and overlapping careers and um, I think he's enjoyed all of them, to be honest. Um, seems, yeah, seems a pretty content dude. Thanks, Adam. Now here is Adam reading his story, Lucky Man. Gary McCormick will have the salmon. He always has the salmon. It's almost a philosophical matter. You remove the lint out of life, he says. By getting all the small details sorted out in advance, you don't waste any time on a daily basis. So, like always, it's the salmon with greens and a poached egg on the side, plus a glass or two of Sauvignon Blanc at the cafe near Media Works Canterbury, immediately after McCormick's 5.30 to 10.30 a.m. shift as the most elderly third of Moore FM's morning team, The Breakfast Club. On a regular day, he'd also usually be reading or perhaps scribbling some notes for tomorrow's show or even a few lines of verse. Today, though, there's a recorder running and he's talking instead. About the time Neil Thin put him in a crowded house song. About the great luck, but also great tragedies that have marked his life. About his 71-year-old knees. And especially about the fact that his streamlined, lint-free daily routines are all about to change because after 18 years at More FM, Gary McCormick is moving sideways to a 7 to 9 p.m. Friday show at the sister station Today FM. What will he miss most? The adrenaline rush, he says. Because of the instant nature of breakfast radio and the fact that you do so much material from interviews to humour to commentary to sports to interviewing the Prime Minister. And what will he miss least? Uh, Miley Cyrus? Closely followed by Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift's anti-hero had been playing when I tuned in at 6.30am that morning, getting myself up to speed before a visit to the studio. The chat was as light as the music. McCormick and co-hosts Lana Searle and Adam Percival compared the different names we use for grandparents. McCormick coined a word for that phenomenon where too many baby wipes come out of the packet at once. Clumpitis, he called it. By 8am, when I reached the studio, the banter had turned to the relative merits of songs by Elton John, Whitney Houston and Dave Dobbin. Elton won, so they played I'm Still Standing, before moving on to a bit about how disgustingly messy Adam's car is. It was often inane, but always slick and energetic. It clearly takes a lot of planning and focus to make it sound this easy. During a break, McCormick handed me a printout of the notes for a monologue he'd just delivered. It was a thoughtful celebration of Jacinda Ardern, who'd just announced her resignation as Prime Minister. The point he was making, I think, was that this show wasn't entirely fluffy. The purpose of breakfast radio, says McCormick over his salmon, is basically to cheer people up and get their day off to a good start. People want a bit of a lift in the morning. You know, I hear criticism of Radio New Zealand now that it's too much of a grind in the morning. McCormick started at Moore's Canterbury Morning Show in 2004, replacing Phil Gifford as the other half of a double act with Simon Barnett. Since then, everything's changed. The regional show is now national, the double act is a three-hander, and all the hosts have been swapped out, ship of Theseus style. Barnett left, Searle arrived, Jason Mack came and went, Percival arrived, and now McCormick's off too. Friday, February the 10th, is his last day. 
he'll be replaced by Paul Ego of Seven Days and Pack and Save voiceover fame. McCormick is 71. Ego's in his 50s. Was the Breakfast Club's resident old bugger pushed to make way for the next generation? No, I wasn't pushed, says McCormick. The word was used, transition, that it was possibly time to transition, and I thought, transition to what? And the answer came back, well, you're good at interviewing, and you could have an opportunity to do longer interviews. And I thought, that's good. His new two-hour show, McCormick Unleashed, launches February the 24th. There'll be a couple of long interviews each show, and I will choose some songs, which I've always wanted to do, he says. The Digest will air 7 to 8 a.m. on Sundays, and he'll also pop up on Tova O'Brien's and Lloyd Burr's shows as a weekly panellist. Perhaps the oddest thing about the 18-year More FM gig is that McCormick stuck at one thing so long. The CV of the preceding decades was that of a man who couldn't sit still. A local councillor in his teens, a touring poet alongside Sam Hunt, but also musicians such as Dee Dee Smash and Split Ends, that's when Finn wrote the song that would become mean to me. If you want to look it up, McCormick was the poet who got the girl. An impresario, a Lothario, a celebrity debater. He compared the Sweetwaters Music Festival. He made a documentary about Raglan, which won an award and paved the way for the hit documentary series Heartland. He was, for a time, everywhere, including on ads for Mitre 10. What happened to the restless multitasking of that Gary McCormick? I've got a critically low boredom threshold, says McCormick. Back then, he says, I probably felt that I wasn't fully absorbed, but the great thing about breakfast radio has been that it's very demanding. When I walk out, I'm knackered. I'll sit down for half an hour, have a glass of wine, and let the adrenaline flow away. You've been in the trenches. This new gig is far fewer hours. Will he ever retire completely? I wouldn't know how to, he says. I said to a friend recently, the good fortune in my life is that no one can stop me reading or writing, so I'll always be working. If I wasn't doing radio, I'd be finishing a play or writing other things. He has other responsibilities too. He and second wife Catherine Cottier have three school-aged daughters. He also has two adult daughters from his first marriage. He was pushing 60 when he became the father of babies once more. How are the knees holding up? The knees are fine says McCormick, which is surprising given the number of years I spent surfing and kneeling on them, but I have had one hip replaced, which was inconvenient. Apart from that, I'm a bit lucky. Mind you, I don't go to the doctor, so I wouldn't know. I might be on death's door. McCormick is very easy company. His likability and his gift for the gab are the unifying threads of that restless CV, but public figures attract haters. And on this matter, McCormick takes himself down a curious rabbit hole. He's explaining how, despite awful personal tragedies, his girlfriend Diane Columbus died in a car crash in 1983 and his partner Jane Devine died of cancer in 1998. He does think of himself as lucky. And one of the lucky things, he says, is that he truly knows himself. And this self-knowledge makes him robust in the face of the trolls and critics. Why would I care, he says. They could say anything they like. But then he clarifies, if they cross a certain line, I will go after them. That sounds ominous. I ask him to explain. Well, says McCormick, four or five times when someone's been bad-mouthing him, he's worked out who and where they are, and then, quote, then I go and see them. He tells the person he's going to file papers for defamation or slander, 
So the good news for them is that they'll have a chance to repeat the thing that they've been saying. He says, I say, good on you. I admire your courage. So we'll be in touch. And then he says, usually within 12 hours, I've had an apology and a groveling withdrawal. So what are these terrible insults that need facing down like this? McCormick says, there was one about me having a fight in a pub when I didn't. I wasn't even in the town. Somebody claimed that I'd stolen something trivial like a bottle of beer from a pub. These visits were necessary, says McCormick, because how can I go around commenting on the government's behaviour when I'm going around nicking bottles of beer? And this seems a fair point, except there was that time, which McCormick doesn't contest, when he had a sneaky glass of wine from the Koru Club and was reportedly banned from flying with Air New Zealand for a while. There have been other flight-related stouches. Once, he smashed up his own car in a tow truck yard. And now he's admitting to making house visits to people who've upset him. I ask him, is it possible that a bloke who's built a career on his affability might actually be an asshole? McCormick seems delighted by this. That's a jolly good question, but no, I'm a bloody committed activist. Really? Barging into the Koru Club is activism? McCormick says, it is, because what happened there was, and he goes on to give a lengthy account of a delayed Air New Zealand flight, and the whole yarn ends with, so it was a matter of principle. He then explains the tow truck thing in similar detail and ends, so there's always a reason why I do things. These are entertaining stories, sure, and you suspect McCormick was at least partly in the right. But doesn't this righteousness, this bumptiousness, actually prove the opposite point? McCormick folds. All right, maybe he is an asshole. Yes, he says, of course I am. I am an organisation's worst nightmare if they cross me. It's just, if I think something is going wrong, then I'm not going to take it. And the counterpoint is that he doesn't lack for courage. He says on several occasions he's stepped in to defend women being beaten up, at some risk to myself. Not because he's some kind of hero, just because I couldn't live with myself if I had done nothing. Human beings are too complicated. I'm complicated. Everybody's complicated. Perhaps that's why he keeps the day-to-day decisions so simple. Salmon and Sauvignon Blanc, that place near work. Then he's off to a bar closer to his home in Littleton for a little more wine, more reading, more scribbling. Around 4.30pm, he'll migrate to the more proletarian bar across the street, because that's when the sailors and other interesting people come in. I can spend half a day in the Littleton pub and write all day, says McCormick, and there's more than enough there to entertain my brain and keep me occupied. That was Lucky Man on The Long Read from Stuff, written and read by Adam Dudding and produced by Jen Black and me, Michael Wright. This episode was edited by Sam Scannell. If you're listening via our website, you can hear this story and more like it on the Long Read podcast, available on all the usual platforms. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps other listeners find us. Thanks for listening. If you liked listening to this pod, help us make more like this. Visit stuff.co.nz support.